Good morning, everyone. It's so wonderful to be here. My name is Lizzie. I am the housekeeper here at St. Paul's, and I also work with the children. So normally on a Thursday morning, I'm through there in the hall uh, teaching the little ones, which is definitely my comfort zone. <laughs> But this is really exciting, and thank you for having me. Uh, we're going to be continuing with looking at the many facets of God and what his name is all about, what he is all about. And one of God's names is Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. So I thought we'd start this morning by looking at three points of where God's provision falls, in, in my opinion. I thought we've got about 10 minutes or so. I, it's a huge subject. I could actually talk on this for many weeks, and I didn't think you'd appreciate that. So I've managed, I hope, to whittle it down into something a bit more concise. So I'm just wondering this morning where we're all at in how we perceive God's provision. What does that look like to you? What does that look like to me? I guess it's probably very different for each of us, but let's see what the Bible says, because that's where we can start um, understanding. So, Daniel, if you wouldn't mind just going to our next little... Uh, Unfortunately, if I've got my glasses on, I can't see you, but I can see my notes. And if I've got them off, I can't see my notes, but I can see you. So do bear with me. So the three uh, divisions, if you like. The first one, physical provision. And that's a little bit of a loose word because in that I'm talking about practical, material, physical, our bodies. The second one, emotional provision. He says to us, he will never leave us or forsake us. We've been singing this morning about how faithful he is, how he will look after us. He loves us and that he has more than we need. And really importantly, although these are not in order of importance, they are all equally important as spiritual provision. And what does that look like? Provision for our eternity. We are made up of body, soul, and spirit. It makes sense to me, our soul being the emotional part of us, Our bodies, the here and now, the world we live in that we see all around us and deal with. Um, and, of course, our spirits, which are eternal. Isn't that wonderful? We have an eternal part to us. God loves threes. He seems to love certain numbers. There is three in one with God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He has compiled us of three parts, if you like, physical, emotional, spiritual. 
It's wonderful. So that is where we will begin. And I thought, let's have some scripture up there to start us off with. So thank you, Daniel. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. A very familiar psalm to most of us, Psalm 23, and that's verse 1. And in your groups at the end, you're actually, I've, I've given you the whole psalm to have a look at that because that psalm from beginning to end speaks of God's provision. But these are just some short, snippy bits that we can think of. Number two, oh Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit up and when I, or sit down and stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. That is a scripture from, sorry, Psalm 139. I'm sure most of you are familiar with that one as well. But isn't that wonderful? That tells me that God knows me. He knows my circumstances. And he knows all about me. Hallelujah. So we'll look at Philippians 4, verse 19, which is provision actually, for our eternity, when we look a little bit more at this verse later on. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Now, often when we read verses, we take a bit of the verse, and it all sounds wonderful, but we do have to look at the whole thing, what is Paul saying around that, and we will look at that. But those are really encouraging verses, and I hope they encourage you this morning. So let us start by looking at our physical provision. What does that look like? Well, we, we, I mentioned earlier it can be uh, concerning uh, our physical needs. It's much about um, what we need today, whether we have food, whether we have clothing. Now, in this part of the world, many of us don't struggle too much with that. And there's a lot of provision for those who do. But what I think is important about this is what Matthew, in Matthew 6, when Jesus gave his sermon on the mount, um, and he talks about my Father in heaven, how much does he make sure the birds of the sky are fed? How beautiful does he make the flowers that grow? He clothes them in this splendor and glory and beauty. How much more will the Father give to you his children? Because we've got to remember this is talking about God's children, people that have a part of his house and his family. Oscar Wilde said, is that Oscar Wilde up there? Yes. Oh, no. Well, we'll go to that one first. True contentment is not having everything. 
but in being satisfied with everything you have. I don't want to go too deep into this, but I know what it's like to have nothing, whether that was induced by myself or not. I had nothing. I didn't have a house. I lived on the streets, and I was lucky if I had a change of clothes. I'm here today because of God's provision for me. I might not have seen it in that moment, praise the Lord, but I can see it now. So there's always hope, and that's something else. Uh, what was that slide we had before? I've forgotten to write that on. Ah, yes, of course. I know, Paul says in Philippians 4, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in any, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. This is the important thing for us. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Because this is a provision that he gives us actually for all three of those needs, for our physical needs, our emotional needs, and our spiritual needs. But it is a very much talking as well about a physical provision for those needs that we have day to day. So going back to our Oscar Wilde slide, I just thought that was a really great way of putting it very simply. And it's a great perspective for us to adopt on our own lives. God is our loving Heavenly Father. He blesses us actually with more than what we need. The important thing is that we mustn't judge and compare ourselves to everyone else and to what everyone else has. I have really struggled recently over the last couple of years with this exact thing. I fell into that horrible rut of covetousness. Is that how you say it? Coveting, jealousy, envy, feeling, oh, you know, my house is so small and we're busting out of it. And, oh, you know, we all do it from time to time. But the only thing that changes that is because actually I had to keep running to the Lord and saying, I am sorry, this is not what you say we should be thinking like. The Ten Commandments tell us, don't cover it. And there's a reason for that. Because once we start down that route, it's, it, you know, it, it just spirals into this um, envy. It eats us away. And we feel dissatisfied. Well, Let's look at everything we do have. It's a bit of those glass half full or is it half empty scenarios. There are so many wonderful things that God has given us individually. And so let's be content with what we have individually. And that becomes a whole lot easier when we give thanks to the Lord all the time in any circumstance. Actually, that is where the strength that Paul talked about in Philippians comes from. Give thanks. And actually, I know for all of us, sometimes it can be a little bit tricky 
especially when you've first woken up in the morning and you don't really want to get out of bed, it's dark and it's cold, and there's another day ahead that maybe isn't full of fun and delight and everything that we want, we can all say, thank you, you are God. Just start with that. Thank you. You are God. Thank you. You love me. Uh, in my experience, once we start on the thank yous, oh, they come piling out. They come pouring out. Because actually, in any circumstance, every person, whether they've got lots or little, can say thank you. That attitude of gratitude, which we often hear people talk about, is actually uh, not just a sort of a flippant saying. It's really true. We need to adopt that into our hearts. And if we're struggling with that, God also provides a way of helping us with that. He tells, you know, just with this verse, well, Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Just say that over and over again. You'll soon start getting uh, an attitude of gratitude. And I know it's not always easy, but actually the Bible is an instruction book for telling us how to make it easier. Um, Do we see God's provision in the ordinary? Or do we think it's only in the extraordinary? It's both. It's absolutely both. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did all those thousands of years ago in the beginning, he still does now. And just very quickly, a little story of something extraordinary for me. When my little boy Jai, he was about two, he was already a gadget sort of lad even then, and he was playing with my phone. He was standing at the top of our stairs, And I said to him, Jai, put that phone down, please, before you come down the stairs. And within milliseconds, suddenly everything went into slow motion. Or that's how it felt for me. Because I watched him basically fly down the stairs with my phone in his hand. But actually... My phone landed, and it wasn't my phone I was worried about, let me just say that, but my phone landed on a cupboard that was there, just like it had been placed, and I watched with my eyes. It looked like my child had been caught and lifted and placed. And he jumped up and he said, oh, oh, I was up there a minute ago. He, he didn't really even know. I believe truly that God provided for Jai. We often talk about that. He remembers that, and, and it speaks loads into his heart about how God was there for him on that day, in that time. Um, I believe it was a, an angel there at that time. So that is God maybe moving miraculously, and there's lots more stories, and I'm sure you have stories you can share. But he also knows about our ordinary every day. When I was a kid, my mum... Uh, had taken us probably to Sainsbury's or somewhere like that, her favourite place. And because we lived in a little village, we had to travel about 20 miles to the nearest Sainsbury's. And she had put all of her washing on the line, uh, all the nappies and the lines and lines and lines of this washing. I remember it, I was about four. And uh, as we were driving back, the heavens opened and the rain torrentially fell 
And uh, my mum sat in the car. She said, we've got to pray. We must pray the washing. And we prayed. Me and my mum, we said, dear Lord Jesus, please keep mum's washing dry or keep the washing dry. And we travelled home. (laughs) And this is true. There was quite literally a line down the road in front of our house and the rain had stopped there and our side of the road, there was no rain and mum was able to get her washing in. Is that just as great? Yes, it is. Do you pray for a parking space when you go into town? Yes, because God cares. He doesn't just care about those really awful, horrific things that sometimes we go to him about. He cares about the everything. He cares about you. He's your father. Okay, let us move on. I'm terribly sorry. We're, uh, I'm trying to make this quick. Um, God's emotional provision for us. Can we move on to Hebrews 13, verse 5, Daniel, please? He never leaves us or forsakes us. Actually, as I was studying uh, the Bible, looking at all of this, I realized how many times the Bible tells us that God will never leave us or forsake us in lots of different contexts because there's in the Old Testament he's talking to Joshua, it's in Deuteronomy, here it's in Hebrew, you know, there's loads of different contexts. But it's the same word, so I believe God will never leave you or me. He will never forsake you. He won't turn his back on you. He loves hearing from you. So tell him. Tell him when you need something. Tell him when, when there's that emotional pain or, or whatever it is that we're going through. Talk to the Lord in times of trouble, God is still with us. He doesn't say, actually, this is a bit sticky for me right now. I'll leave you to it, and I'll come back in a bit. Can we have our next slide, please? You will be very familiar, I expect, most of you with this. But it is very beautiful, and I thought, I can't say it as well as this poem puts it. So I'm just going to read it to you. Footprints in the sand. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times of his life. And this really bothered him, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times of my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you most, would you leave me? And the Lord replied, my precious 
precious child. I love you. I would never leave you. And during your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you. So God provides for our emotional state as well. Have you ever had a really stressful day, a really bad week, feeling like the world is sort of shaking around you and you don't quite know what to do? Well, how often would some of you go outside, take a walk? I know one of my dear friends loves walking. You walk into the field and you smell the sweet smell of the grass and you see the blue sky and feel the warmth of the sun. Is that not a provision for us? You see, it is about our perspective, isn't it? It is a bit about, well, are we walking around with our eyes open um, to appreciate those things? Now, that might not be everybody's cup of tea. You know, there are other things. We're all given gifts and talents I love making scenery for puppet shows. That's what I do to unwind. I love it. We all have given, been given gift, different gifts. You might paint, you might bake, whatever it is. These are actually, I believe, some of that emotional provision. You see, we are created in his image. And he gave us these gifts and talents. And when we participate in them, it feeds our soul. That's why we don't all have the same gifts and talents. Because what will feed our soul, what will soothe us, um, relax us, and help us, of course, might be different. But there's one thing that is better than all of that, and that's... Pair of knees and a Bible. Because I know the more time I spend praying and spending that time with the Lord and looking at His Word, it does help. I, I, that's all I can say. It helps, it gets us through. I also have wonderful friends, and the Lord does work and provide for us through other people. And one of my dear, dear friends who I've known for many years is incredibly in tune with the Lord, I feel. Because it could be, you know, months or whatever, and all of a sudden through the door, the postman will drop a card through, and it will be a verse of scripture from this friend just a random card that she, in you know, her everyday life, suddenly thought, oh, I'll send that to Lizzie. So if you get these prompts, if you get that, oh, I'll just go and take a bunch of daffodils to Gillian, you know. The Lord knows before we know, and he certainly knows before our friends know, um, but he, he will work through people. He will give those prompts and nudges so that people will provide that comfort it's a big subject to go into. But of course, the Bible is where we will find encouragement, 
truth and hope. And it's not just for today. It is for tomorrow as well. So our spiritual provision. Daniel, if you would put up that verse again. God will meet your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. So when Paul's talking here, I really believe that he is talking about us as Christians participating in serving the Lord in whatever ministry he's given to us. It might be having coffees with friends. It might be being a really good listener. Whatever it is, let's serve each other because that is a ministry and God sees that and there's a promise. He says it himself. I'm not saying this. My God will meet all of your needs according to his riches in the glory of Christ Jesus. Um, And we know there is blessing in ministering to others, serving others. And actually that is feeding and looking after and providing for your spirit and and your eternity, in fact. Um, I think when Paul wrote that, it was a very different picture to what we see as need today. Um, And... You know, Paul, a few verses earlier, is talking about being content in all our circumstances. Um, So I don't think, when Paul's saying this, it's about health or wealth, what we have put into our physical. I really believe this is talking about our spirit. So how does that work? It's not a promise for material blessing. I think it is a promise for our spiritual provision, which transcends all our circumstances. God has given to those who want to receive it the best provision of all. He gave his only son to die on the cross for us, to pay pay the debt of our sin and our shame. He provides for us the way Because when we make Jesus our Lord and Saviour and we invite him to be part of every bit of our lives, we have found the way. We are adopted into his family, which gives us free access to our Heavenly Father and his house and all that that provides. And he also, if we could have the next slide, provides us with his truth. The Bible, the best book in the world. God talking to us through those pages. Just, isn't it amazing that God, creator of the heaven and the universe and everything, wants to talk to us and lead us and guide us and instruct us. Wow, how can I not be rejoicing every day just for that? I am human, so other things get in the way sometimes. But the Bible will literally feed your spirit. You'll find guidance for difficult situations in there. You'll find encouragement 
for all those difficult situations, when you feel like giving up, you will find hope for the future. God's long-term provision for us is everlasting life. Because even our eternity is provided for. He has got it covered from beginning to the end. So we don't need to fear death. We can look forward to a perfect eternity with the Lord with no more tears, no more sin. Because Jehovah Jireh, God, our provider, the way, the truth, and the life, he sees you, he knows you, he will never leave you, he won't forsake you, and he will give you all that you need to face each day. Let's just take a few minutes before I pray just to think about that. Heavenly Father, Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, thank you so much that we can look at your word and get to know who you really are. Thank you for what you've given us this morning to feed our souls, to feed our spirits, and to give us uh, comfort in the physical. Just in the quiet for a couple of minutes, let's just lift to the Lord anything that today is particularly a need that you have. Lord, thank you that you have heard all these prayers, all these requests, all these cries from our hearts this morning. And I pray that you will meet each one of us at that deepest point of need, whether it's in our physical, whether it's our emotional or our spiritual need, Lord. Thank you that you know all about it already. And by your spirit, would you just come and fill each one of us afresh. And we trust you that you will be our provision today and tomorrow and forevermore. Amen.